following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Mondays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. And this week, you can get in on the Pistons and the NBA action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by DraftKings. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen on the free stream weekdays at 3. Also on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show and listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside this broadcast, we'll talk about what Michigan did without Harbaugh what the Lions did with Campbell in Los Angeles and how it's a glorious Monday all across this beautiful state with temperatures close to 60. Lions are 7-2. and two. Tony Romo said at the end of the broadcast, this is a team that could win the Super Bowl. Jim Nance followed up with, we just might see the Lions in Vegas at the Super Bowl. They're hyping it because they're broadcasting it, but it's not hype on the Lions, so we'll break down the Lions. We'll talk to David Gregory, who is with Bull Rush Sports, certified NFL agent, also a lawyer by trade. Why didn't the judge rule one way or another to allow Harbaugh to coach? Because I was up at Ferris State University, and what a game day environment there for Tony Anise and the two-time defending Bulldogs, national champion defending Bulldogs. And my son Ace was up there on a visit with his teammate Jake Heemstra, a talented tight end from Grand Rapids, Forest Hills Eastern. Great Saturday. But on the way up, I'm literally like stopping and checking my phone, grab some breakfast sandwiches, check my phone, wondering what we're doing in terms of the Harbaugh story. And then we get wind uh, just an hour before kickoff Saturday that Harbaugh wasn't going to coach, that the judge didn't want to rule on it and set a hearing for this Friday. Big Ten versus Harbaugh in Michigan. Will he be able to coach Maryland on Saturday in the Ohio State finale at the Big House a week from Saturday? People are asking me. I'm doing a huge show Facebook Live after the Lions game last night. I'm like, well, no Friday. 
I, I thought they had enough to get the injunction, but I think the court, this is sensitive with, hey, you're getting an injunction in the state of Michigan. You want both sides to present their case. And it will be on Friday. So we'll get to the Lions conversation coming up here in just a few minutes. I did want to get David Gregory. I mentioned attorney by trade, certified NFL PA agent with Bull Rush Sports. They're based in West Michigan, and he's been giving us his legal opinions uh, going through the Mel Tucker case and now uh, into the legal side of Michigan versus the Big Ten, Harbaugh versus the Big Ten, however you want to define it. Uh, So, David, uh, from our conversations to end last week to what the Big Ten did when Michigan was on that team plane, breaking the news that he will be suspended for three games. To get the three games, they had to go to that committee, uh, which uh, granted the three-game suspension. And then I thought the judge would uh, rule quickly. We had heard, you know, late Friday evening that – There would be a ruling we heard a little after midnight, so it could creep past Thanksgiving weekend, which meant Harbaugh uh, could coach all three games. And then the surprise, Uh, even a lot of buzz on Saturday that uh, the ruling was going to be in Michigan's favor, and then there's no ruling at all, and we get a hearing on Friday. So uh, just your thoughts on, on why there wasn't any firm word one way or in another Big Ten or on the Harbaugh Michigan side and what this hearing will look like on Friday. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, great to be here. Um, let me start with, you know, getting a temporary restraining order uh, without a hearing uh, and without the other side present It is a, an extraordinary remedy. So it isn't uh, granted easily. It isn't granted. The courts don't just hand these things out. Uh, I think Michigan did make a really strong case of irreparable harm. We've talked about that. That's an injury that money can't fix later. But all we know for sure is the judge declined to grant the motion that you have made. He did not issue a decision document saying why he didn't grant it. All he did was set a hearing for this Friday at 9 a.m. And now it will be for a preliminary injunction that is a close relative of Garo, but it'll be a hearing where both sides are present. And then they'll present their case uh, similar to what they did to each other, and then this judge at that time can do what? Well, the judge presumably will uh, issue a decision about whether or not to enter a preliminary injunction. Uh, there'll be briefs filed beforehand, uh, I gather. I mean, Michigan's already essentially filed a brief that would cover both a TRO and a preliminary injunction. The Big Ten will be uh, have an opportunity to issue a, you know, file a brief of legal arguments in advance. Then the judge will consider the briefs. Uh, well, all sides will be offered uh, an opportunity to argue the motion. That is, University of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh in his personal capacity, and the Big Ten will be given an opportunity to make oral arguments, and then the judge will make a decision. Um, I would guess it would be by the close of business that day on Friday to avoid the situation we had last Saturday of this uncertainty leading up to kickoff of a game. But that's just my gut instinct. And from reviewing what uh, you've read uh, since the Big Ten and Michigan both uh, 
you know, presented their, their responses, rebuttals, their initial complaints on each other. Uh, if you had to weigh uh, who has a better case at that hearing on Friday, just your own opinion, what would that be, Big Ten or Michigan? Well, a couple things. Number one, there's an old saying that uh, a good a good attorney knows the law, and a great attorney knows the judge. Um, now, the judge here is a University of Michigan graduate uh, who lectures at the University of Michigan Law School. But again, like you would have it in Ingham County, you know these judges have to go to college somewhere. But uh, I would guess that a local Washington County judge is somewhat favorably inclined to University of Michigan. But then again, I thought that would be the case, and I thought a, a temporary restraining order might issue. That didn't happen. Uh, I really want to see the full arguments of the Big Ten, although their letter of last Friday really did lay out their arguments, quite frankly. Um, this case comes down to really one issue, in my opinion, which is if there's an NCAA investigation of a, a rules violation, does that mean the Big Ten commissioner cannot act under Rule 10, the sportsmanship rule? Uh, I think that's what this comes down to. Again, we've talked about it from the start. Rule 10 versus Rule 32, I think it's a very close argument, but but Michigan has the burden of proof here. I, I would guess they have a slight edge in front of a local judge in Washtenaw County. David Gregory, he is a lawyer by trade. He also is also an NFL PA certified sports agent uh, with Bull Rush Sports. He's based in West Michigan, one of our uh, legal and sports advisors uh, joining us. So, uh, cool. We'll talk later in the week and uh, look at what both sides have and how that hearing may go. One, one thing, because everything at all levels of the court system is about settlements, and I doubt Michigan seems to be, based on everything we read, there would be no settlement. But what if the Big Ten lawyers called them and said, okay, um, we're, we're good with the one-game suspension, or could you give us just Maryland and Jim is clear and free for Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game? I guess they could offer, but based on the firm line of Michigan, I, I don't think there's any settling. Am I off base on that? I think you're exactly right, Bill. I thought uh, a week or so ago, I'm like, well, what if it was just a one-game suspension? Michigan should just not fight it and move forward. And I said, well, while Michigan might take a big picture view and do that, Harbaugh certainly wouldn't. But I was wrong. Michigan is digging in. They won't settle for anything less than uh, exoneration or or a win in court, if you will. Uh, There's just no way. The institution's dug in here. No settlement. Uh, No settlement with uh, the Big Ten, but they have said that they will allow the investigation to play out by the NCAA and cooperate like they have been from start to finish. Well, of course, and, and and they're actually bound by conference rules and NCAA rules to investigate. When I said settlement, I, I just meant on the immediate matter of this suspension uh, for the remainder of the regular season. So the one question I have uh, between the rule of an NCAA investigation going on and the Big Ten punishing Michigan under the sportsmanship rule, what what is that? Is there any gray area there where it could favor both sides? You said Michigan may, in your opinion, may have a slight advantage. For the people that didn't hear you last week, what what are those rules, and where could Michigan get not off, but get an injunction on Friday on the difference between the sportsmanship rule and the NCAA ongoing investigation rule? 
Well, Rule 32 basically says, if the, the key part of it, if there's an NCAA investigation or uh, an NCAA-initiated action, that the Big Ten can um, levy additional penalties after the NCAA uh, has taken official action, i.e., if the NCAA takes the lead, the Big Ten's supposed to wait till the NCAA is done. And that's the gist of what Rule 32 says, at least in part. Uh, so Michigan's case is, look, the, the NCAA has clearly initiated the effort here. The Big Ten really admits that in their letter, uh, their most recent letter, uh, by November, whenever that was. So... That's what Rule 32 arguably says. If the NCAA initiates an action, Big Ten, you can't levy additional penalties until after the NCAA is done. And, David, you're a lawyer, right? And, David Gregory, yeah. by the way, for Bull Rush Sports, you're, you're a lawyer. Uh, when, you, when you read that rule out loud like you did on the show last week and again just a minute ago, it, it seems pretty obvious there is a formal NCAA investigation, which, by the way, now – uh, has reached towards CMU, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com reporting that the NCAA now investigating who was on the sidelines at CMU. But from the Big Ten perspective with this case with Harbaugh, there is an ongoing NCAA investigation. How could the Big Ten say we're just going to ignore that and hit Rule 10 and the sportsmanship rules? Well, the Big Ten, they laid out their argument in their, in their 13-page letter to outlining the suspension, which is that we're not precluded from acting if there's an NCAA. We're not prevented from acting. Uh, we can act in real time, especially if a sportsmanship uh, allegation goes to the integrity of the on-field competition. And we can act in real time, and we have very broad authority to do so, and and they also point out that Rule 32, the one I talked about that says NCAA goes first, there is a preamble that says, see also Rule 10 sportsmanship. So the, the Big Ten's arguing, look, everybody knows the rules here. You, you agreed to these bylaws and agreed to live by them. And you agreed to Rule 10 that has very broad authority for the commissioner. And Rule 10 is also referenced in the preamble to Rule 32. So it's to be read in addition to. It doesn't prevent us from acting in an extraordinary circumstance. And they kept saying that in their letter. This is an extraordinary circumstance of the integrity of the on-field competition being compromised in season in real time. So, David... Essentially arguing that in in many other circumstances, they probably wouldn't have done this. Right. But but to me, to quantify how how the competition has been damaged when when the Big Ten was notified of this by the NCAA prior to the Michigan State game, yet Michigan State was aware, changed their signal, signs, whatever it is. Connor Stallions was you know, suspended with pay, and Michigan went out and beat up on Michigan State, and there was no talk of sign stealing or Michigan State football compromised, even though the acting school president said they were concerned about the players' safety and almost didn't play the game. And that's what Tony Petiti also in the Big Ten said that they're concerned about safety. How do you? And then you look at Penn State again on the road with with no coach, no no head coach, no no sign stealing. Even though Franklin said they just do what they do, uh, 
How, how do you quantify that Friday in that hearing if you're the Big Ten to say that games are at risk if Harbaugh is on the sidelines, let alone the rest of the staff and players? I think they have a little bit of a weakness there, uh, quite frankly. But where Michigan has a weakness, arguably is irreparable injury to some extent, which is to say, well, look, you're winning without Harbaugh. So what does it mean? And he, we're allowing him to coach during the week. You've proven, Michigan, that you can succeed without him on the sidelines. Um, I, I do think, but to go back to your point, that's where the Big Ten argument is a little weak. Um, while Jim Harbaugh might be responsible for the actions of his underlings by the NCAA, nothing has connected him with the sign-stealing scheme and in-person scouting scheme. So how does his presence or non-presence really affect the integrity of the game? Uh, I think it's really, look, we've got to make an example out of somebody big, and this is a, a very extraordinary circumstance. And the rule says I can act very broadly and consider any evidence I want to. Whoever agreed to that rule, <laughs> they're pretty, pretty crazy to empower a commissioner like that. David Gregory, lawyer by day, he also is an NFLPA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports based in Grand Rapids. We'll talk Wednesday and kind of get to more in detail on what the Big Ten uh, presented in those 13 pages and what Michigan uh, presented or will present in court on Friday uh, in their motion for uh, to have the temporary uh, restraining order, injunction, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll talk on Wednesday show. Okay, David? Uh, thanks, Eugen. If I'm talking too much like a lawyer, you just let me know. Okay? No, no, we need someone talking like a lawyer because I try and talk like a lawyer on the show and it doesn't work. Well, I tell you, this comes down to Rule 10 versus Rule 32, so you all ought to go out there and study up on those two rules. And we'll talk about the rules and responses and filings and everything that's been put out there publicly on Wednesday and also strategy. You'll join me uh, during the first hour on Wednesday's broadcast. Thank you, David. Thank you. All right, David Gregory. He is a lawyer by day, NFL PA certified sports agent, Bull Rush Sports. Uh, you can follow him uh, on Twitter, and he is based here on the west side of the state. On the way, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. Just posted that story before we went on that the NCAA now is looking at CMU. I don't know if it's a formal investigation or investigating just why Connor Stallions was on the sideline. We'll talk about the Penn State win. Look ahead to Maryland on Saturday, the hearing, and Ballas with that story about the CMU-NCAA connections. He'll join us from the Wolverine.com offices in Ann Arbor, and he's standing by and ready to go. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Earn bonus points with M-Perks at Meijer for just one more way to save this holiday season. Shop groceries, apparel, gifts, and more, and earn points on it all. And right now, earn two times the points for every dollar you spend on select Meijer brand food. Earn points every time you shop and redeem them anytime you want. Make Meyer your one-stop shop for everything you need this holiday season. And with M-Perks, you'll save even more. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in a luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my friends at Urban U. They're Michigan's best med spa. Now, they have multiple locations in the Grand Rapids metro area, and you'll find an Urban U location in Northville on the east side of the state. And this is a message for any guy listening right now. How often do you think about your skin health care? Well, Urban U has multiple options that could help you immediately. Whether you work out a lot, you run, your job requires a lot of sweating, you need to think about your skin health care, and Urban U can help you, hydrofacials, and so much more, or even your kids. Think about that. If your son, your daughter's playing a lot of sports and they're having trouble with their skin health care, Urban U has options that can help today. Just go to theurbanu.com to find out more. Locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and on the east side of the state in Northville. Go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We'll get to the Lions. Unbelievable win. Seven and two on the season. Dan Campbell. Football is as big as the state of Michigan. Phenomenal victory. You know, nothing against Barry or Calvin, but this team is as fun to watch as any Lions team I've ever witnessed. Because they have a coach. They've never had a great head coach. I... You know, Monty Clark, that's old school, right? It's just everything. The front office, the the rookies being impact players immediately. Gibbs, Montgomery, Thunder, Lightning. The offensive line going to work. Laporta coming up big. Go off. I go down the list, St. Brown. Seven and two. In play for home field advantage. And like Tony Romo said, he thinks they're a team that could win the Super Bowl. And it's not hyperbole. So we'll get to the Lions coming up later. A lot to go down on the road with Michigan in terms of will Harbaugh and Michigan get that temporary restraining order on Friday? Will Harbaugh coach the final two games? Will he have to miss them? Uh, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is standing by. On the Roast Humber Coffee guest line. And Chris, you guys were in uh, Happy Valley, State College, Pennsylvania on 
Friday, you got wind of the Big Ten handing down the three-game suspension, and Harbaugh said someone tapped him on the shoulder on the plane uh, when the plane landed, and yet Michigan wasn't formally notified because Pete Thamel from ESPN was given 30 minutes heads up on the Big Ten notifying Michigan. How weak is that? That's bizarre. Right? You're basically using this guy to air all your dirty laundry and build a case for you in the media, and it's pathetic, frankly. And uh, I was actually with our buddy Bruce Cortade having dinner Friday night, and our sources at Michigan who were directly involved said, um, you know, here's it's, we got it in front of the judges immediately. It's Judge Timothy Connors in, uh, in Ann Arbor. However, uh, it was his courtroom, but it, since it was a holiday, Judge Carol Kunke was the one who was on duty that night. Somehow, whether they collaborated or whether he took it back, they don't know. Uh, it ended up back with Connors, and in which what Bruce told me, and you can text him yourself. Obviously, he's a mutual friend of ours, and several attorneys immediately shot back to me was this is nearly unprecedented. Something that they hadn't seen in 44 years as litigators. That when it's a temporary restraining order, it's supposed to be a yes or a no type of thing, not kicked down the road for a hearing and uh two people that i spoke with that were in the profession for longer than four decades said uh, they'd never heard of any such thing so now we go into friday you know and jim harbaugh goes into friday and this team again not knowing if they're going to have their coach on saturday or or for the ohio state game so uh, they were hopeful and what they had told me as a timeline was uh if it had been country that was the one ruling on it, they would hope between maybe eight and nine on Friday night, and then the kids would have time to prepare, and Jim Harbaugh would have time to prepare. Instead, they're all sitting there waiting on a bus for this ruling, uh, and it comes out that uh, that it got kicked down the road. And you could see it in their body language before the game, Bill. They were like, "All right, well, we got to do what we got to do." But even in the first few minutes of the game, I thought uh, they were a little lethargic, and then they turned it up, and and uh, and talent won out. So I give them credit. Uh, all this BS about how all the emotion isn't real and so on and so forth. Anybody who watched Sharon Moore's post-game speech and didn't think that was real, uh, frankly, can go to hell. Chris Bowles from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee Guest Line. So what are your sources telling you about this hearing now, trying to get that uh, temporary restraining order a week after uh, they yeah. filed for it, which, again, is... Strange, but I, I think what my opinion is, just from the outside looking in, I said it on Saturday that the judge, it's such a high-profile uh, temporary restraining order that I, I, he, he may have his opinion, but he wanted both sides to be on the record on where they're at. I guess. I yeah. guess. Uh, he, he actually played football in Michigan, uh, Connors did, in the early 1970s. I believe teaches. Shouldn't he recuse himself? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. This whole thing is is weird, and you know the fact that um, you know, and some think that he didn't. And you asked me what my sources said this morning. People at Michigan told me it's very possible that the Big Ten will ask that it be moved to a federal court. For example, uh, given those ties, um, they do have their own attorney uh, that is actually from Ann Arbor, I believe, uh, and was ready to respond to this immediately. So uh, they're going all the way here with this. And, and I can promise you that this has uh, really created a rift, obviously, between the, between Michigan and the Big Ten. And uh, no surprise there. I don't think I'm saying anything that anybody, that not everybody knows at this point. But 
Um, so there is that possibility uh, if it does go to court to the Washington County Court on Friday. Could you imagine, by the way, if this had happened in Tuscaloosa or any of uh, or Columbus or anything like that? They'd have rubber stamped this thing in five minutes, you know. But Ann Arbor's different, man. It's crazy, and uh, I, and I do know that um, you know several people have told me that Connors is a wild card here. You know, he's he does things differently, and this is one example of that. So. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see if it makes it to Friday at Washtenaw County Court, if it's kicked to a district, a, a federal district court, either in Detroit or Ann Arbor, I'm hearing, is a possibility as well. So, and again, this is from people on the Michigan side who are, are directly working close to people directly involved. So we're not guessing here. These are all options so that are on the table. But uh, it's been a weird story. I'm sick of covering it. Frankly, I just wanted to cover a football team this year, and it was fun uh, up until halfway through the year. But they have made this... Uh, frankly, into a smear campaign. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying that what Michigan didn't do was wrong, what Connor Stallions did was it wasn't wrong. Uh, but to, to create this and, and make it seem like it's worse than the Jerry Sandusky scandal and all this other crap that we've seen in the Big Ten uh, is an absolute joke. So uh, there's still people involved here. And you saw the human element come out after the game. It was almost a relief. And when I asked Blake Corum, I said, what does this do, you know, to, to silence the doubters who all said the only one because he you cheated. He said, you needed it, you got it. Chris Ballas from Wolverine.com joining us talking about uh, Harbaugh sideline for the Penn State game. Hopes to get that temporary restraining order and be able to coach against Maryland and Ohio State in the final two uh, regular season games. You know, the one thing uh, that was going around too Friday night was that – when the judge, when it bounced to the other judge who was on duty that night, she supposedly was involved in the Connor Stallions HOA case down in Ann Arbor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so weird. The whole thing. I mean, that's the that's the thing. And some said, well, why didn't and Bruce a court aid? Uh, it'd be interesting if you had him on or had a conversation with him uh, before your next show. He said, you know. It, it probably would have been wise of them to start in federal court, uh, but then a couple of people said, "Well, because the Big Ten has offices, essentially, or you know, has ties to Michigan with the Michigan and Michigan State programs being part of the Big Ten, that that wasn't an option." I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but Bruce had actually said that, and Bruce Cortade, by the way, was the former head of the Michigan State Bar, so this is a guy who knows what he's talking about—not just a great guy, but a, a great lawyer, as you know. And he said, uh, you know, boy, when he saw it, when it was in Washtenaw County Court, when we were out to dinner, he said, man, I'm not sure that was the right move here. And it turned out that he was right. Now, if they had another option, uh, all of the, the attorneys in Detroit who are, one had actually was is married to a Michigan regent, so she would have recused, recused herself. But several of those had Michigan ties as well, too. But, um, you know, it's, it's just a weird situation where you're not going to be able to get really get away from from the Michigan ties, and uh, and it certainly didn't help Michigan in this case. Uh, Connors having played at Michigan, whether it was his decision or Kunke's or both of them together with Michigan ties to kick it down the road here for another week, uh, it was a weird decision. Uh, in fact, somebody at Michigan said, who is actually an attorney, said just wild when I asked them about the decision. And again, they were expecting it on Friday night. So uh, just absolutely bizarre. And another twist to the story that I'm sure Bill We'll have several more before it's all said and done. That's crazy. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Rose Stumber uh, guest line. So uh, I saw you covering uh, Harbaugh's presser today, and he said he, <laughs> he he knows what he's doing. He talked about his chickens. 
Uh, he mentioned that he's watched a lot of Judge Judy to get uh, ready for the hearing. I mean, he for people who say, "Oh, he does," I think he's kind of uh, clueless at times. I I think he's more strategic than a lot of people ever would give him credit for. Yeah, and I asked him the chickens question. He said he, I went out and fed feed the chickens and this and that, and I wasn't sure if it was an analogy or if he was serious. So I asked him, "Do you really have chickens?" That's when he went into the chicken story, and then he said, uh, you know, I used to say, put them down and say they were a nervous bird. He said, no, and I'm going to take that back, and chickens are strong and everything else, and it was hilarious. Uh, you know, and he goes on those tangents every now and then, and uh, I'll say this, he's been very interesting and fun to cover for the majority of the nine years that he's been here. So, and one thing I will say, too, is that this really, like he said, has galvanized Michigan. It's with that Michigan versus everybody mentality, you know. Um, I think rivals are obviously going to say, well, they're going to get what they deserve. You know, the people down south really don't care. They, they kind of laugh at it, knowing what, you know, they do on a daily basis to make their programs relevant and, and the, the mud that they roll in down there, with the exception of Pete, Paul Feinbaum there, who is uh, just a mouthpiece, you know, and I think he's kind of echoing the sentiments of, of whatever ESPN tells him to say and some of their other guys. But, um, you know, they are they are really div- uh, united right now. If you look at the administration, if you look at – the athletic department, and uh, and maybe in some way, you know, this makes Jim Harbaugh stay here for another ten years and says, okay, uh, you know what, you took your shot at us, you didn't want me here. This has made us stronger. We're going to come back and we're going to kick your butt for another ten years. And I think it's a better possibility now, frankly, than it was maybe before this whole thing started. So it's going to be fascinating um, if indeed it was started by a rival. And I can promise you that Michigan believes that, and they are researching that that Ohio State was involved in starting this story and hiring the private investigators, and we should have more on that hopefully within a week. Uh, we've got some, we've seen the paperwork, but there are some very interesting ties um, that people are going to be made aware of uh, that aren't coincidental. Then, you know what, uh, you've, got a, you've got basically you approach being the villain here, and you've got, uh, you, you fire all your ammunition at your rivals. So it's going to be fascinating to see that game in a couple weeks if Jim Harbaugh is on the sidelines. I think you're going to see Fox basically tell the Big Ten, we want Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines for that game. I, I can't imagine that uh, that he's not on the sidelines for that game, but kudos to Sharon Moore and those guys for what they did in Happy Valley. That was one hell of a defensive football team they played in Penn State. Uh, Michigan rose up to the challenge. And one thing they did in not throwing the ball in the second half, and uh, I think it's twofold, just my observation from watching the game on DVR after I got back uh, from Ferris State in their finale, that, you know, they, they didn't want to risk getting J.J. hurt. You got your, your season is uh, straight in front of you. You're taking care of uh, business at Happy Valley. You're running the ball against the best rushing defense in college football. So why show anything or why risk anything? Just keep pounding it. And that's what they did the entire second half. Yeah, a few, a little bit. But they were off script on their second or third series, frankly, because Carson Barnhart couldn't hang with Chop Robinson. And it looked like... I mean, there was just no time to throw. He had no time to drop back and throw. And once they got their lead, and one of the big plays of the game, let's be honest, it's 14-9, to and Penn State was really playing from behind the entire game. They had to go on fourth downs just to remain in that game. But they had the ball to start the second half. They get to midfield and were just about had a first down before Rayshon Benny comes in and forces the turnover that completely changed the game. And when they got the field goal, an eight-point lead really kind of felt like 18 or 20, didn't it? Because the way that Penn State couldn't move the ball. So um, 
that's the thing. And, you know, keep him upright and keep, and they were really using in the, in the running game with some of the draw plays. Penn State's really desire to get upfield against McCarthy and those guys and, and uh, really overcommit to that and caught him off guard with a couple of big running plays, including Donovan Edwards. So uh, it was fine. It was a Lloyd Carr game plan is what I wrote about. And uh, you get in there, you get a huge win against the top 10 opponent, and you get out and you live to fight another day. All right, before I let you go, Chris, uh, before we started the show, you did post a story, NCAA looking into Central Michigan, Connor Stallions. Uh, who was that on the sidelines? Was it Connor? Was it somebody else mm-hmm. at Michigan State? Is that a is that a letter of uh, an investigation? Is it just an inquiry? No. Is it just them asking questions in regards to Stallions no. in the Michigan case? Uh, give me what you can from that story yep. you just posted. Yeah, it's uh, they are on. They are interviewing now. Um, our sources in Mount Pleasant have said that they were interviewing uh, aggressively, interviewing some staffers this morning and people around the football program. Their athletic department and their athletic director, uh, who does a great job there, by the way, is I think a former director of compliance for the NCAA. So she immediately, when she heard the about the possibility of Stallions being on their sidelines, sent out an email and said, "Don't delete anything." We're going to investigate this. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Um, from what we understand and what we've talked about with several people there directly involved is that there were probably two or three coaches uh, who arranged to have him on the sidelines if it was him. <laughs> wink, wink, right? Uh, there's no question in my mind it was, and I think they're going to find that out too uh, in their investigation. But um, that's what's being floated anyway from the people that we've talked to. Uh, but what are they going to say on the record? Are they going to say he was there on behalf of Michigan if it was him? Are they going to say that they were using him to scout for Central Michigan? We have an idea, um, but it is going to be, and I don't think Jim McElwain, the head coach, knew anything about it. That's even even more more fascinating part of this. So um, this, we'll see how it plays out, but I know that they wanted it wrapped up by Wednesday, and maybe they wanted, you know, that's part of the, expedition of the investigation that the NCAA wanted maybe to get some more ammo for the Big Ten on Friday. Who knows? But uh, certainly going to be something that we watch closely. That's interesting. Uh, Harbaugh has stated Uh from day one he didn't know anything about what Connor Stallions was doing, and you're hearing that McElwain, the CMU head football coach, had no idea. So so did. And and this is what the NCAA is looking for, and it is interesting that they're doing this right before the hearing. They're looking for one of those coaches to say – Harbaugh or one of his assistants uh, said, go get Connor Stallions on yeah. the sidelines so we can get intel on Michigan State. Yeah. I'm just, that's my, that's my, yeah. that's my guesstimate on this. I agree with you on that. And that, and that I don't think that's, that's what they're going to find. Uh, I strongly believe that bill. And, uh, but if it came to it, uh, would Connor Stallions go back on the record and say what he was doing there? Because he's already said, hey, the Michigan coaches didn't know anything about this. They didn't direct me to do anything, so on and so forth. So um, I want to hear the Central Michigan response. I've got a story ready to go with all the details, but uh, we want to hear what the NCAA has to say first, and then we'll run with it. Chris Ballas of TheWolverine.com. The story is everywhere. Uh, Connor Stallions even connected to a judge who was there for a minute and not there on Friday night in some HOA suit. You got the NCAA talking to people at CMU trying to find something on Harbaugh. And meanwhile, the Big Ten uh, suspended Harbaugh for three games, and we'll get that hearing on Friday uh, in some courtroom, you would think. Uh, anything else the Big Ten could do between now and then? Because they, they can't drop what they did and, and buckle. 
and Michigan can't go deal with the Big Ten right now and get a settlement, right? No, it's a it's a great that's a great point. And you know, somebody actually brought up to me today that maybe the Big Ten would ask at Fox's request that okay, can you just agree to have Harbaugh set out Maryland, and then we get him back for Ohio State if they went to both sides? Would you guys agree to that if nobody admitted fault or defeat? Uh, and I think that's a possibility. I think that's something that could still be on the table as well. I think Michigan believes, obviously, they can go into Maryland and win that game without Jim Harbaugh, but they really need him on the sideline for Ohio State. And uh, Boy, would that be an unbelievable theater if they got to that point. The, the pregame with Ryan Day, the postgame handshake. Uh, I can promise you this, though, Michigan is really looking forward to November 25th. Well, and there's also the side that if you give in right now, you're almost admitting the guilt on exactly. Harbaugh. You can't do it. Exactly. If you're so, Michigan, yeah. you you yep. gotta you gotta walk this through. You you can't yeah. all of a sudden cut a deal. You can't do it. No, nope. I agree. Unless maybe you say, okay, look, we are not admitting anything, but for the sake of you know type of thing. Um, no, no, it still looks like backdoor. I would agree. Uh, backdoor, agree you're 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 admitting something. So we'll we'll yeah. see what happens Friday uh, in yep. that hearing because then if the Big Ten loses the hearing, that judge is basically saying that Michigan has a strong case right? Uh, moving forward. So right. know, will the yep. Big Ten then back off? I mean, that, that's what yeah. we have right now. It's yep. it's politics, it's power, it's greed, it's money. Uh, it's total BS, but Michigan got the job done. I thought that was one of the biggest wins in school history Saturday. Uh, you know, for that team landing, finding out what they went yeah. through not knowing, uh, getting prepared for their biggest – road game of the year, and like I said, one of the biggest games the school's ever played. They got the job done. You could see what it meant to them. Sharon Moore uh, became an instant legend, and now they get Maryland and uh, Ohio State. We'll see what happens. Chris, got to get to a network. T.O., everybody sure. can follow this story and the CMU sidebar story at thewolverine.com. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Billy. Take care. All right, Chris Ballas from thewolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's a Black Friday free fall every week in November. Each week, nab the best deal around with drawings from 3 to 11 p.m. Every hour, four lucky players will win up to $1,000 premium play. Don't miss a moment of the excitement. It's Black Friday free fall only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
future for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Harbaugh's story just won't end. Hearing is on Friday. At this hour, he can be the coach all week long, which I think it was David Gregory just earlier this hour had a great point that if you're worried about his competitive advantage, why would you even let him be around the team, right? Just a dog and pony show for the TV networks. So we'll have more on Harbaugh, more on Michigan rolling towards a possible national championship, and I can't wait for Tony Petiti to give Harbaugh the Big Ten championship trophy. That could be interesting. You want to join in one 838 4843 That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. one 838 huge The Huge Show on Facebook at Huge Show on Twitter. Big. Bad. Huge.